Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hood, and on the phone today, we got Jacob from Rifles Only, and I think we're on Jacob's podcast as well, so there's like two going on here. Yeah, we're recording them both at the same time. I figured we, why not kill two stones with one bird? Absolutely. So welcome to the Rifles Only Accuracy Podcast. Yeah, we're like... <laughs> yeah, Everyday Sniper, Rifles Only Accuracy Podcast. Got them both going. <laughs> got them both going at the same time. Um, so I just got back into town last night, but how are you doing, Jacob? Doing good, man. Doing good. The weather finally cooled off down here. Uh, did a... Uh, some training finished up over the weekend with the last class and I thought that was going to be it. And then I uh, got a call in, got another guy that's going to come out for private instruction next Wednesday. That's one of the things that we did, you know, every year we're down here in South Texas and people are deer hunting. So we get all these phone calls, you know, people are saying, Hey, you know, can I go out there and just sight in my rifle? Well, the answer is no, you know, it's a training facility. Our insurance doesn't do it. So we started, we started to have these things to where you can go with me and you have like 30 minutes, an hour or two hours, just depending on how much. Like if you show up with, you know, a rifle and a scope in a box, I'll tell you exactly how to put everything together and how to zero it. And boom, we're done in a half hour. But if you want to get a little bit of shooting and a little bit of instruction, we might spend an hour, you know, just very, very light stuff. And then, you know, you want to shoot out to 300, we'll spend, you know, two hours working on fundamentals and stuff like that just to get you ready for the hunting season. And that's been that's been real popular. That, that's worked out real good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's the thing. I see the same thing. The hunters come through and they recycle the classes just before the season. Yep. And and we've had actually this year we had some guys that were really successful and went around the world. Um, you know, COVID being off, guys are, are going to the stands yep. and doing, you know, the Marco Polos and the fancy animals and stuff. So we've had some actually students with some really good luck on hunts this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's been really good. I, I always get those and they get those pictures and it says there's some sheep that I've never seen before. He says, you know, thanks for the instruction, Jake. <laughs> like, exactly. exactly. Like, All right. And, and you know, the nice, <laughs> I don't know what any of these animals are to be honest with you. Like, it's like, okay, there's this sheep, that sheep, that's not a sheep. That's a goat. It's like, Oh, okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, no. Well, I'm pretty familiar with the, but it's good. yeah, I'm pretty familiar with the African animals and stuff like that. But some of the stuff that they're, that they're doing over in the stands is, is some pretty weird looking shit, man, but they're, they're beautiful. I mean, beautiful animals and it doesn't look like it's easy to get around up there either. No, no, for sure. And most of these guys, these shots are averaging for at least what I've noticed is about 500 yards on average for these guys with these big trophy hunts. Yeah. Um, you know, they've been in that 500 yard range with a lot of them, uh, taking these sheep and the goats and the different animals that they're doing. Yeah. But that seems to be a happy spot. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is that, you know, those, those big animals like that, they didn't get to be big by being stupid. You know what I mean? They see somebody, they take off. Right. So that's, that's why it really is good. If you, if you do have the ability to reach out there a little bit more and, you know, you know, as well as I do, the best way to do that is just train, train, train. Yeah, you got to practice. And then, like, I just got back last night from uh, Southern California. We went to Palm Springs, and Kiana was uh, doing horse show and um, doing her jumper stuff, uh, mm -hmm. thermal, the desert horse park. So I spent the whole week in, in Southern California watching her jump over sticks. Did <laughs> <laughs> she do good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she did really good. She got, like, four third places two fifth places and then some phantom sixth place she had a she had a um a class that she had actually dropped mm -hmm. but she did a couple of them and so she she got a sixth place out of her dropped class oh wow but yeah she did she did well with i mean she had as many as 50 people in in her 
and I think it's the, the, the smallest one she had was like 15 mm-hmm. and then the biggest ones were in the 49, 50 for competitors. Yeah. But so she's, she she's been at that a while though, right? Yeah. New horse though. We just yeah. got her a new horse. And, and so she had a pony and mm-hmm. she was doing the jumps, like small stuff in a pony. And so she wants to go to like the meter three, meter four. So in, in the beginning of the year, we grabbed a new horse out of Canada mm-hmm. But it turned out there was like a language barrier. It was a French Canadian horse, and didn't know English. Didn't like a lot of no, it didn't like a lot of stuff. And and then come to find out, it wasn't a fan of the like she, she had moved her saddle over, but it wasn't. It, it turned out it wasn't fitting right, and the horse was bronched a little. And it was like she swapped saddles just recently for this, and um, now the horse is happy all of a sudden. And it was it was actually a really good horse this week. Oh, cool man! And so she's just yeah, getting getting um getting in in sync with it you know yeah but yeah pulled out a bunch of thirds and then a couple five but it's it's interesting too because her coach is there and her coach had a woman who's doing hunter stuff and so we were taking a ton of pictures mm-hmm. and when you do it's like the, with a the coach going through the horse stuff it's, it's very similar to what we do yeah you know because like they're looking at their hands they're looking at their feet and you know, at one at one point it was like, you know, well, how important is it for your heels to be down like that? I mean, you're on top of the horse and you see these women with their heels, you know, slammed down low. Right. And then it's like, well, how important is that? And people go, well, why are they teaching it if it's not important? You know, and, and yeah. all these same questions that we do, yeah. like, where should your heels be? Does it matter? <laughs> and, and you, you know, it's yeah. all that stuff. But um. You had get a hold of me, so you had some private instruction and saw some some stuff that I think is a good learning opportunity for people. Sort of the um, lessons learned. Yeah, man. Podcast, I guess this would yeah. be one of those. Yeah. Before we get into that, let me let me let me reach. You know, Frank, we went we went non affiliated. You know, with the with the brawl last year, and um, you right. know, and so it was it was a really really good successful match, and the and the sponsors just you know filled up the prize table, and I just I want to I want to just mention those before we get into that, if you don't mind. Oh no, absolutely! Hit the okay, ball up. all right, very cool, man. Well, it's it's going to be in the middle of February again, sixteenth uh, and seventeenth. I think it's a Friday, Saturday, but uh, it is it has been it it's the Mile High Brawl, and we're doing this because last year they gave away two. Two complete rifles, you know, with scopes and mounts. And this year they're doing it again with additional Pelican cases for them. So they're doing that. Okay. And so, yes, yeah, so we just, we named it for them, man. They've been, they've been so good to us over the years. And, and it was just, it was fantastic. We had them on the podcast not long ago too. But Redbeard Gunworks, Webad, Fix-It Sticks, Crescent Customs, Proof Research, Manners, Hornady, Wilder Tactical, Bartland Barrels, Leopold, Thunder Beast, Armageddon Gear, Primary Arms, Foundation Stocks, Two Vet Tripods, Vortex, Defiance Machine, Kestrel, Magneto Speed, DST, Magpul, G9 Ammunition, Sniper Tool Designs, Tactical Works, and B&T. That's the list so far. And so we're, 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 that's a, that's a good table already. So I just wanted to yeah, you know, give yeah. a shout out to all these guys, you know, thanks for supporting us over the years. It's been uh, it's been fantastic. And so, yeah, w- that lessons learned thing is, is something I wanted to, you know, you and I had spoke about this just briefly before, but um, I, before we get into that, um, tell me, man, what, what's your, uh, what's your opinion? Uh, the, the leprechaun man, what do you think about that impact 4,000 from Vortex? So, um, I think it's pretty neat. I mean, it's a, it's like overall, I saw it early. I'll give you my, my kind of beginning broad since we have a few minutes here and mm-hmm. I can waste some time. But anyway, Adam from mile high had it. Yeah. So but like about two weeks before they dropped it, we were out at the Fort Morgan range 
and Adam was out there now running around with it. So Chris and I grabbed it and, and we were, you know, shooting some targets and hitting some things. I was able to range the cows on the range to 2,400, Okay, which fantastic. That's an animal, right? Yeah. It's a cow. Yep. It's at the skin. I mean, granted, it's a big black cow, right? but I can range it to 2,400. So that was good. Now I'm going to just jump in real quick and change gear real I think that sort of wireless controller they have is amazing. Yeah. Like put that controller where you need it. Wireless. It does, you know, wires and all that stuff. So you can mount your controller. And so I really, really like that wireless controller. Well, then we go over and I'm ranging. I have the, I have the big target, little target stands with sub MOA targets on it. Now it would get the, all the big targets, mm -hmm. but the little ones that struggled a little bit now, this question, though, leapfrogs, and then I'll let you jump into your part of it, leapfrogs a little bit because last week when we were out, we were redoing Chris's unit because Chris has one. Mm -hmm. And I set up a zero. I ordered because I this is going to be a thing for us. Right. The, these lasers. So I ordered a bunch of IR reflective uh, stickers, however you want to look. I'm like eight and a half by 11 sheets. Uh -huh. And I built some zeroing targets for the lasers. Yep. Um, using the reflective. Now, we noticed with, with Chris's, it was a little critical to make sure you're zeroing that thing up right to get those lasers straight. But then talking to Vortex, because I did have conversations with Vortex between Adam and today. Mm hmm. And Vortex finds the mounts and the diving boards are not all created equal. Okay. So you 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 may see a little bit of uh with the laser, but it's not the laser in a lot of ways. But everything we saw with the laser, I thought it worked really good. And then when I went to Blackbeard or the major land match, mm -hmm. I took a photograph that I was by a squad. It was actually Chris Roberts' squad. Mm -hmm. His squad had nine out of ten people with a laser, other than four lasers being military. Yep. All the rest were vortex. Yep. I mean, how do you beat that $2,000 unit, which is rivaling all of these other guys? As far as price goes, it's half. It's a quarter of the price, really, because six thousand is where you were going to start just to get in the door. This thing's two thousand, and then it, you know the ones these guys are comparing it to are averaging ten thousand with the um the Mike Cassidy ones, the little Mars unit, yep. and then the other one. Yeah, right. Those are ten thousand dollar, twelve thousand dollar units. Right. So yeah, I think the Vortex is fantastic. Well, you know, they dropped those. And um, so I knew, okay, we're going to, we're going to have these, we're going to start to see these, you know, coming through. So I'm going to, I'm going to get one so I can know everything there yeah. is to know about it. So uh, I ordered one in and I got it in and it actually had in the kit that reflective tape that you're talking about. And so, you know, going through the calibration process with it, I did all of that, but I ordered in, I got the I didn't use the, the uh, vortex rings cause I run 35 millimeter tubes. So I use spur and the spur diving mm -hmm. board. 
and it, you know, Hawking, you know, all of his stuff is, you know, it, it's very cheaply made as you know. And so, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, do, he doesn't put a lot of metal in it or anything else. So I'm not thinking that I'm going to have a problem with that one moving just because it is so beefy. You know, it, there's a lot of metal that's, that's, it's, it's, yep, it's yep. really thick. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, he over, he's like overkill on everything, which I guess is a good thing. But I did that and I, I didn't have a chance to shoot with it for a while, but I was taking it out and you ranged a cow. I got a palm tree at 21 and that was just the far as I could see from the point that I was at. And so, you know, yeah, that's non-reflective, you know, kind of like a cow, you know, it's a, it's a smaller target and everything mm -hmm. else. And so I, I was out there and I just, I went out and I, I ranged some of the, some of the stuff that was out here. And then I compared it, the laser with the, the PLRF 25 and they were, they were spot on, you know, they match perfect. So, you know, you got a, you know, a, a little bit more expensive laser compared to this vortex and it was performing just as well. And it, I mean, it was giving me the right numbers all the time. And so I was looking at, and I, I, what I, I, you're talking about that little, that little remote, I think that that's vital to have that because you can put that anywhere you want, even in your pocket, you know what I'm saying? And so it yep. kind of it kind of works out nice to have that. And plus it sticks to the side of the gun if you want it to stick to the side of the gun, that's great. And then whenever I was zeroing it, you know, you have that offset that you have to work on, you know, to get your offset there at, at 100 or it's between 50 and 100 is when you do this. And you're just offsetting the line of sight at 100 yards to the line of sight of the laser that's on top of it. And you, you can mount them, you can mount them side to the side of the gun if you want. But again, you're going to get some flex in your in your chassis and stuff like that. But I went out and I just, you know, I was just ranging stuff and working it through. And I had put what I liked about it is that I'm, I'm a big fan of geoballistics. And so it Bluetooths not only to the wireless activation device, but also Bluetooths to my phone. And so I put my geoballistic uh, 6.5 Creedmoor, I just ran it down to impact 4,000 guns. And so anything that I would put into my into my ballistic program is, is that's the numbers that it's going to give me up on the impact 4,000. So I went out and I, I specifically did not change any of the weather on there. And I, I got a range on something and I, I looked at what the number was. And then I went into the program or into the app and I pulled up the Kingsville NAS weather. And of course the DA was different. And so as soon as I pushed, as soon as I picked up that DA and pushed use, so it populates the entire range card inside the app, but it also populated it in the impact 4,000, just completely seamlessly. And so you could just see it change immediately. You know, the, the dope was different based off the weather condition. And I thought that was really good because it is, it is so user friendly. It's intuitive. You know, it's, it's real simple to use. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so finally I got a chance to go out and shoot it. And, you know, I've got, I, um, you know, I, first thing I did is I went out and I just drove around in the, in the Polaris and just picked, you know, rando distances, you know, that just completely UKD. And then just, you know, worked it off the impact. And it was like center hits every single time, even with the wind, because it's, it's picking up the, you know, the, the wind direction and the speed. And, uh, you know, it has its own compass inside of it. And it was just, Frank, there was nothing wrong with it. I mean, I haven't, I haven't pushed it out, you know, 900 or 1,000 yet. But everything that I did right. inside there, all my KD and UKD that I have out there, you know, Juliet and Kilo out on the, out on the longer range, you know, you're familiar with those. And they just, it just smacked them, man. It, it smacked them every single time. The number it was giving me was perfect. I mean, it was really good. The, about the, we don't talk. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we don't talk about it enough, but geoballistics is fantastic. Man, it is. <laughs> it is. It and, is. You know, there's like, there's a lot of tools. I don't know if you've jumped into it or talked to the, the guys over there. It's Joe or John something. Joe Baker. But anyway. 
Joe, that's it. I wanted yeah. to say Joe Baker, but I don't want to confuse him with John Baker. Yeah, Joe Baker. Um, too many Bakers. Yeah. But um, like you can have where people can actually grab rifles only data mm-hmm. and then put it into their geoballistics and show up with it so they can get data ahead of time. Like there's a lot of robust tools in geoballistics that I don't get. I don't think gets talked about enough mm-hmm. because, you know, the ABs eclipse because it's in everything. Right. But geoballistics is a rock solid program. Oh, it is. It is. And, you know, the, one of the things that he put in there, too, you know, you know where we shoot up in Fort Collins. And so the, yep. you can see the targets from someplace, but there's targets that you can't see from here. And so I pulled up. I it had, Geoballistics will also co-locate you with Google Earth. And so. I right. put where I was, and then I went over and I put targets on some of those targets that were, you couldn't see them, you know, from the, uh, for, oh, just so you know, uh, Corona just entered the studio. She's going to come and hop on the couch and take a nap. Anyway, so <laughs> it would give me, it would give me the range to the target and everything else, but there was a red line and just like letting me know, hey, there's a terrain feature. You can't see that from here. And so we, right. we were able to use that to, you know, move around on the different ridges, kind of kind of uh, plotting out land nav courses and stuff like that. And so it was kind of nice because, you know, you could really, really start to work with that terrain. And, you know, I'm not even there. You know, I'm, I'm down here in South Texas coming up with a, a land nav course for something that's in, you know, 1,200 miles away from me. And it, it, uh, Geoballistics was doing yeah. it for me. Like, you know, like Applied Ballistics goes into the device kind of, world right so everything's got your your sigs your this your that everything's got a b in it mm-hmm. but when you look at geoballistics geoballistics uses this land data in this man and so it's now saying you're shooting here your data it's like the data is great and it's there but it's like telling you if you're going here we got it for you if you're going here we can bring it to you and to me that's almost a little bit more important in a lot of ways because if you're going to rifles only, you've never been before, but you can pick up some data from that and, and, and map the geo, uh, the Google Earth, map all that stuff, and then come down there and know it's going to adjust for being in South Texas. How good is that? Oh, man, it's awesome. It's awesome. Who would have even thought to do that? Right, right. <laughs> that, you know, and this is the old school, like with when, when we had the old school field firing solutions and Lindy used to have to drive around and GPS every target. Right. And he'd go there with a tremble and say, I'm here, 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 and here. And right. then you're going to go out, hit your locations, and it'll tell you where everything is. That's similar to what Geoballistics is doing, but that's like a lost feature. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It is. No, they're really good. I mean, the, the stuff they got going on today, it, it, it's just so fantastic that way. Oh, I know. We're lucky. I remember my first laser, laser rangefinder was two sticks with a 300-foot piece of cord between it. I'd go and hammer that in. There's my first 100. Leave that stake. Go get the other yeah. stake. Keep going down the road. <laughs> I, I, dude, I want to almost say it was 2012-ish. Gunsight was still teaching that for ELR range finding. You mm-hmm. were doing compass headings yep. and you were doing two legs and then triangulating it. Yeah. So you use a theodolite for that, that, that using the theodolite, you know, and it, you, it gives you pretty good ranges, yeah. you know, especially long ones, you know, you put, you know, a 50 foot or a 50 yard cord between it. You set up the theodolite and polar align it. And then you get the, you know, you get the, the reading there, the direction. 
and then you move, you know, laterally, and then you get the reading again, and then you just you, you're just like you're doing triangulation. You know, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was explained really well in that book, uh, the 50, the complete fifty caliber sniper manual. I think Dean Michaelis wrote it back in the nineties. Oh, the Michaelis one, yeah, yeah hard target interdiction, yeah, hard yeah, yeah. yeah hard target interdiction, yeah. and he he did that, and I I um. I reviewed that book for him and I went over and did all that shit. And I was doing the, the firing solutions in longhand with a scientific calculator. It takes about 20 minutes to do it. <laughs> you know, now yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But I don't know that the, well, the first laser rangefinder had was that G, GVS5, that one, that Vietnam era one. And it was 24 volt. But cla- somebody cla- just had it in the class. <laughs> one of the guys brought a GVS5 did to he? my Pennsylvania class. Wow. I took a picture this year with one. Yeah. Hey, they work. You know what I mean? <laughs> Class five laser, it, it reads in five meter increments, but shit, I was ranging shit at 20,000 meters with it. So it was, was kind of cool. <laughs> I, co- I, I cooked my lunch with it. Oh yeah, wow. absolutely. Well, rifle, rifles <laughs> yeah. only used to be brush. I cleared all the brush with it. So it worked out nice. <laughs> nice. Very <laughs> yeah. cool. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm not having any, I haven't seen, you know, anything yet. Like I said, I wish it was some sort of cap that went over the windage and elevation on the impact 4,000 just to make sure that it doesn't get bumped off, you know, cause you're going to have to go out and. It seems like if you go and you're going to travel with that thing, you might need to come up with some, you know, a target that you can stick some in your lock. You'd yeah. almost think like a pin or a lock. Like, I, I mean, it's a great feature and a way to do that. It's sort of like the blue screws and the, yeah. the military devices. It would almost be nice yeah. if you can put a screw in yeah. and lock something down. That would be nice. Yeah. Well, the interim period, I'll just be using a little bit of a magic marker and some scotch tape. That should solve it for a while anyway, just to make sure that those screws aren't moving or anything else. But yeah, again, the, the, um, the, the mounting system and everything else, just I'm, I'm wondering about beating the hell out of it, how it's going to compare to a Raptor, you know, a military model. Uh, but I mean, think about it. I mean, how can you really go wrong? Cause if there's anything wrong with it, Vortex is going to fix it or send you a new one. You know, it doesn't matter your fault, my oh, fault. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't really make a difference. And, You're not going to be out anything. And they said like the compass calibration, that was one of the things people were struggling with a little bit or in the early units, but that like he was saying, the compass is super hyper accurate for mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Yep. And, and some of those components in there, it's, it's, they've gotten such a high degree of accuracy now. Yep that they were comfortable in putting all this stuff in, but yeah, talking to like Scotty parks and stuff about it, they, yeah. they were super psyched with, with this unit coming out. Yeah. I had, I had Laufenberg on with me uh, a while back and we, we went from everything, you know, opening, opening up the box, you know, what's in the box, you know, how to calibrate mm-hmm. it, how to mount it, how to zero it. And you know what we can do and how it works through with geoballistics on the app. Oh, and it, it, I, I really tout that geoballistics app. And I like, I think it's cool that it talks, but you can build all of your range cards and everything just in the Impact 4000. You don't have to have that app. You know, it, it works completely independently right, right. as well. So I, I just like it because, you know, I go over on my phone and I'm not, I'm not fat fingering anything. You know, I can put in what, exactly what I want and it works. So works yeah, out and, good. And real soon, it should be any day now, my uh, Gravity Ballistics app will be cleared through Apple. and. Yeah, tell me about that. What is that? All it does is to dope the rifles and then it gives you pre-true data. So you go down the line, you know, the, you know, the struggle, you got 20 guys on the line, you're, you're, you're doping them out. You're moving down the range and every guy wants a number. Yeah. So it doesn't like, it's one thing when we have a military class and, and you know, we got 23 08. It's like, okay, everybody put this on your gun. Yeah. Then you fine tune the, the variation. Right. Normal but stuff. When you go to a class, it, Right. But when you go to a class and you got, you know, 
10 different calibers. Yeah. Well, now everybody wants data. Well, the gravity ballistics works off of gravity. So all you do is zero at a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Now the app, the nice thing, we have the worksheet we do for class. And this is kind of, kind of segue into where I know you're going to go. Mm-hmm. So we give you a worksheet. You do your dope longhand because it's really like if, if 300 yards is one mil to hit the target, you multiply that by 1.75, that's going to give you like one seven. That's going to most likely be a center hit at 400. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's one eight. Okay. Move it to one eight. Well, then that's your new number. Right. That hits your water line. Well, then you take your one eight and you're going to multiply that by 1.45. It's weaponized math. Give you your, Right. It is weaponized math. I just changed the name to gravity ballistic. Okay. But the app now, the app is just, is going to make it where a guy can go out and actually just shoot 600 yards, mm-hmm. put that number in and it's going to give you the math worked out. Now, until you true it, it's just, it's going to give you the pencil that you can edit it. Right. But once you say this is a true number, mm-hmm. it checks it off and then it does the math with the true number. Okay. Now, you take that info. If you if you only shoot your home range, like if you never left rifles only, that info would really all you would need. It's only going to vary two, three tenths over your season. Right. But your dope is going to be your dope on rifles only. Right. Well, if you're going to travel and then go shoot comps, well, now you want it in your geoballistics app. Right. Well, the gravity ballistics is pre-trued. So you know what to put in the computer now. And all you have to do is really just like match up your 600 yard with your muzzle velocity. Make sure that lines up, go to your thousand, make sure that matches. If it's off a little, adjust your BC. Right. And then you're done and your geoballistics should be true and ready to go because now you can compare it to the gravity ballistics. Awesome. Awesome. And, and when, so when's that coming I out? Use, it should be any day now. I'm expecting it before Christmas, maybe before New Year, only because the Play Stores and the Apple Stores take a minute yeah. to approve things. You know, they got to approve everything, make sure it works. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a free program and with the software. And then, like I said, I use the sheets in my class. Mm-hmm. Now, just to not get too deep into it, but way figured out sort of the same numbers, mm-hmm. but for win now. Okay. And down the road, I'm looking at a March update that's probably going to add his craft quick win to it. Mm-hmm. So it'll do windage and elevation in a simple way. But I look at this as how to dope something when you have no idea because there's no input. Right. There's no muzzle velocity. There's no bullet weight. There's no BC. You just take your hit. I hit with, you know, 1.8. I hit with 2.0 at 400 yards. Okay, great. That's what you hit. Now multiply that by the one, four, five. That's going to be five. Then you're going to take your five number. Maybe it's two, six, two, eight. I don't know. You're going to multiply that by 1.4. What I did or what Mark did actually is he found the multiplier between the hundred yard lines and it works meters too. Mm -hmm. Um, A guy said, well, what about us in meters? I said, dude, give me your meter number. I put it in and I showed it to him and it's dead on. Yeah. So it works meters or yards yeah. because it's just w- looking at the gravity between the yard line. Yeah. 
Fucking no, it's awesome. super easy. But that's yeah, awesome. that's awesome. It, it'll be coming. That's awesome. I look forward to that. Send me a text whenever it's out and I'll go get it and put it on my phone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, this kind of goes into where you're going with data. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. Like I look at this data and one of the reasons why we do the worksheet is so people will understand and see the pattern in their data. Right. Because what happens when they get their head in the computer? Right. Well, you know, I've, that's what we're going to talk about. But, you know, I've seen people get their, their heads in the shit that they wrote down, too, and say, like, oh, well, you know, well, it's different now for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you do get yeah. those you do get those changes. But, yeah, it had come up. And, again, this is um, this is not anything that, you know, to, like, be an asshole or anything like that. It just it just goes back to, you know, the, there's so much, so many things that can that can screw up. But we were working. It's a lesson learned. Yeah, it's a lesson learned exactly. But you know, we're out here and we're 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 shooting movers, okay. And so it, it comes in and a front had come through, okay. So I'm I don't know how many classes I've done at rifles only. I think it's like at least four or five now. So whenever whenever it does come through maybe on this, eight. maybe maybe. But whenever I'm out there and I'm shooting the mover at, at 300, 400, or 500, and I can kind of look up at the tower and see what the American flag is doing, and I know, get that wind direction, and I kind of know wind speeds because I've been, you know, looking at them for, you know, two or three weeks now. So I kind of got that figured out. And so I knew that with what we were shooting, going with the wind, it was going to be a one mil lead. And going against the wind, it was going to be a two mil lead. It was just, that was just the wind that we had. And anyway, someone had pulled out a ballistic calculator and they had figured out the wind and the ballistic calculator told them that downwind, you know, going with the wind, that it was going to be 1.5. And so they told me that. And I said, well, you know, you can, this is America. You can try what you want. I'm thinking to myself, it's not going to hit. And so all those ones coming downwind were a half a mil too much. You needed to take a half a mil. It, it was one mil. It, it was the answer. It was one mil. It's the same same thing it's been since, you know, forever. But yeah. even though, and this is a good shooter, uh, a good shooter shooting a nice heavy gun and a caliber that is very forgiving. And it was just like, I said, hey, are you seeing those? Yes. Did it again. Did it again. Did it again. Digging a hole, you know, in front of that target. Mm-hmm. Finally, I stopped him. I said, look, I don't care what the calculator says. Right now, the bullet is saying, do this. It's incumbent upon you to do this. He looks at me and says, you're right. You're absolutely right. Went back to it and started doing it again. And it was just like, oh, my God. I, I, you know, there, there's so many times that people say, okay, or they get, they're, they're so adamant that whatever that computer spits out is going to be the answer. And they're thinking, if it's not the answer, well, I'm doing something wrong. There was a, a gust in the wind. There was something like that. I said, no. I mean, even the gust and everything else, one mil was going to hit it. You know, it's a point, the target's 0.8 mils wide going down, going down range. And so it was just like, I, I couldn't get, and this is not the only time that I've seen this, but I want to caution people against, you know, if I go out there and I pull up on my you know, on my brand new impact 4,000, you know, and I go out there and I range a target and it's at 867. Okay. And it tells me what to dial on there, or it tells me what to hold. And if that, if it, if I pull the trigger, okay. And I see I needed another three tenths to be in the center of that target. I mean, I'm not saying this happened, but I'm saying this is hypothetical. I'm going to reach up and I'm going to put three tenths on the gun. I'm not going to worry about the reason 
that it gave me an incorrect answer. Now's not the time for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now is the time to do that. If you go to, if you go to Lindy's website, arcanamavens.com, go to shooting related articles. I think the last one, there's like 16 reasons that your ballistic calculator will give you the wrong answer. And you know, the, right. but there's, but there's so many things that are going on and it's kind of like, you know, if, if you can see the bullet is doing something, I mean, believe me, the bullet has the last word. I mean, believe the bullet. Do what the bullet says so you can put points on the board or you can knock that animal down or you can do whatever you need to be doing, whatever your particular job is at that time. And don't worry about what they what they say. Normally, you're going to go back and think about it and you'll say, oh, shit, I forgot to put this in or I didn't do this. Normally, garbage in, garbage out. You know what I'm saying? And so I just don't want and it is it is a lessons learned. But I have seen this happen before with people with written dope and they would do that and they would just say well i know that that's my dope well not today you know what i mean the bullet is saying that today something's different and so that's why we call it it's not data of today's engagement it's data of previous <laughs> engagement you see what i mean right and so again well, I mean, go ahead no i was just gonna say that's the difference between sort of you and me and maybe that new guy is you shoot and like I waterline everything for me, even in training, I'm waterline, but you shoot and you hit in the belly and you go, okay, I need that two tenths to that. Right. You don't go, why'd it hit in the belly? You go, I need two tenths. Right. Where the other, why'd it hit in the belly? What's it doing in the belly? What's happening with the belly? Why is it in the, or they may say, Hey, that's a fine hit. Yeah, maybe. Where I go, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm meant to be at the waterline. Why? You know, yep. I need two tenths. Yeah. But, and yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because you're saying believe the bullet, but that struggle in their mind yep. is the difference. It is. It really is. And, you know, the thing about it is it's, it's not a knock on any ballistics program. I mean, I don't even know how many I've ha I have on my phone, Frank. You know, I still have Strelock on my phone, you know, and I, I right, do them all. Right. And if I go and I go through all of my programs, okay, all of them, and I put in the correct environmental data for me to go shoot a thousand yard shot. They're never off more than two tenths of a mil. You know what I mean? They're never off. I mean, right. remember that time that you and I went out to the the tower? We took three computers, three Kestrels, and we were running G1 and G7, comparing those two. And they were giving us numbers that were so close together that it was kind of like, why the fuck are we bitching? You know what I mean? Well, I mean there's just no reason for right. that. Right. I mean, it could be if I'm two tenths at a thousand, that truly could be the difference between two cups of coffee and three cups of coffee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It, it, yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pull any punches and say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit this thing. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, you know, two inch group at a thousand. No, no, that's not me. You know, I'm trying to, you know, hit, well, but we know when we, we know when we have bad days, yeah. it's like, well, today I'm not feeling it and it, or maybe I'm off a little and, and, and it's like, ah, that one's off, but, or it's like, I'm not going to waste more time here because today's not my day. But then there's days where you're rock on yeah. and it's like, no, nah, I know what's going on. And you don't even think your mind is just dropping a number yeah. and it's like, Hey, you need this. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, that was that one. I, I shot that null guy. I was running at 500 yards, and it was like Frank. I could never I could never repeat that shot again in my life. But I don't. You, you know when you're just on. You knew that. I just knew. I right. knew absolutely what the lead was going to be. I just knew it intuitively, and it, it it worked out perfectly. There was no way. There was no way it was going to be a miss, and I just knew that. And uh, the other days, <laughs> I, I see one at 200 yards, and I say, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, right. Your your brain just dropped an X Y on you. It's like, dude, X Y, go. Yep, exactly. And it's like, okay, thanks. And and other days, it's like, 
it's other other days it's like XYZ and it's like what? And your and, and your mind goes, you know, XYZ and you're going, Wow, forget you, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then it's like, all right, I'm not doing it, you know. But most days it's like you, you see something and you go XY. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's XY. And and I don't know. But it it it, it took us a while to get here, I guess, is that because we experimented. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just like you said, you, you know what I mean? We're out there checking stuff. You're out there in a wind. You're out there in this. And it's like, you know, it's like, oh, man, it's 18 miles an hour and I'm supposed to go to the range today. Yeah. I'm still going to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's just but like most people would be like, nah, it's too windy. Nah. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to go. Yeah, exactly. And that goes all the way back to whenever I was, you know, trying to get my private pilot license. I went out to the instructor and said, man, it's pretty windy today. He says, you'll never learn to fly in South Texas if you don't learn to fly in the wind. And that's true with shooting, too. You know, you're never going to do any shooting if you don't want to shoot in the wind because it's typically windy down here. And so it's kind of, it kind of gives you a, a little bit of a, I, I don't know, I guess a little bit of a different perspective. And then I'm, I'm real thankful that I get to see a lot of people come through here, you know, and, and do things right. I, I get to see a lot of innovation, but I get to see a lot of mistakes too and realize that some of these mistakes are, some of these mistakes, like this one exactly, is is a mistake caused by technology. You know what I mean? No other reason. It was just like, my ballistic program said this, and so that's what I'm gonna do, and I'll miss all day. And it's just kind of like, no, you don't need to do that. Remember, our game is putting, you know, metal to metal. That's what our game is. And so if it turns out right. that some, you see something just freaking go with it, man. Go with it. There could, there's a million different reasons that your ballistic program gave you something wrong. It's probably, like I said earlier, it's probably hum, human error in some fashion. But I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was. It well, was. I wanted to put that out there. If somebody, you know, goes over and and you you see you get some number on there that you know is just not right. Okay. Well, you can try to figure it out then. You probably try to figure it out later. But you know, once the clock goes, you know, you're you better you better copy and paste and put that bullet on steel because that's the only way you're getting any points. Well, and here's the thing too with, I mean, it's taken us a while to get here, but you're teaching. Now you have the matches and all that and, and I'll bounce into one here and there, but you're teaching a class. So your eyeballs are on in the course of a year, you know, anywhere from 150 to 200 different people. Yeah, more so than that. You, let's just take 200. Well, right, but just take 200 as a round number for just students. Mm -hmm. You won't even count competitors or anything. Just a, a, a new, not repetitive student. Well, you have 200 people that you intimately firsthand saw the errors they make. Mm -hmm. Now, you can go to a competition with 200 people, and they're going to make every one of those same errors, but nobody sees it, but a random RO who's really not paying attention to it. Right. He knows you made a mistake because you missed the target, but they're not analyzing it. They're not looking at it. They're, they may go, oh, I saw that guy mess up and miss the target. And they may have seen him mess up, but it doesn't register other than he did something weird and missed. Right. Where we're looking at it and go, he did this. Right. And then you go, you go out into the public, the, the, the you know, this, the, the ether out here. And then it's like, you tell somebody, you go, Oh no, you guys do this, 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 and that. Oh no way. I don't do that. I'm, it's not me. It's, no, we all do it at certain points. Yeah. You know, men like Chris and I kind of looking at his side of things in, in, in the rifle craft stuff and creating new classes for him. We're trying to address the mental mistakes 
because we're seeing what these guys are making. Like you can push them to a point of mental mistake. Mm -hmm. And you notice that's what's going on. You got a guy who's a rock solid shooter. He's got a great set of hand loads. He's going to go and do the same thing over and over again until he makes that one mental mistake on a stage. Yep. And you know, that's kind of where you're addressing these different things. Well, okay. If, if we're looking at ways to address mental error and even a fundamental error is a mental error, it's, it's like, okay, we're telling you this and showing you this. Yeah. But then you get the people who want to dismiss it and go, Oh, they're, they're irrelevant. They're old. They're not coming to the competition anymore. No, we're only teaching everybody at the competition. We're not coming to it. But we saw half of your field already. Right. Yeah, sometimes more. So it, it right. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm being under, I'm underplaying it for sure. But mm-hmm. for sure, we're seeing these same repetitive mistakes. And it's like you can learn a lesson from doing this and, and these little truisms, believe the bullet. Yeah. You know, that, 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 uh, what is it? Um, fast is fine, but accuracy is final. That yeah. <laughs> kind, those little truisms. Yep. They can't be argued with. You know what I mean? No, no. Even Kiana, like we knew she needed like five seconds more. She like a, a group of people came in in this one like Saturday class and the numbers dropped. So guys were averaging from like a 68 second. They came down to a 65 second. Mm hmm. Well, it's like, Keanu, you got to come down to either 65 or better. So you need either three to five seconds to improve. Right. Well, she drops down to 63, but she dropped the rail. Ah. So, but you know what I mean? So she went faster. So she went, took her 68 number down to a 63, but now lost the rail. Yep. You you know, it's the same mindset where we're trying to go fast. Yep. But keep everything in place. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing, you too, know, Frank. I've, I've said it on the Internet before, you know, on, on maybe on your podcast. I know I've said it on my podcast. You know, the I, I like to hunt. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, the that thing that happens whenever you hunt is you you get you get we call it buck fever, but it's that adrenaline dump. You know what I mean? It's the same thing as time starts now or you hear the buzzer go off. You know, you get mm-hmm. that huge adrenaline dump. And so it's kind of like the, you know, the the ones given that time and opportunity, if I've got something that, you know, is kind of a more of a not just a super, super easy shot, you know, but something that is going to, you know, require some of these skills that I've, I've gathered up over the last three weeks. So I'll sit there and I will make myself watch the animal. You know what I mean? Just watch for about five minutes. And the whole time I'm just telling myself, breathe. I'm trying to get rid of that, that hormone that's cruising through my body. That's causing me to, you know, be a little bit shaky on my breathing and shaky on my trigger finger. In other words, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get myself out of the buck fever before you know i closed the bolt and dude you know my success rate on killing shit has gone up i mean through the roof just by doing that you know and it's it's again i you're talking about that mental error and i think that you know i I even i even have it in one of my handouts for the class i said what are the what are the three words that makes every competition shooter forget everything they know about shooting time starts now (laughs) you know so it's and so that's, that's, that's the thing, you know, being able to think it through and making that, that mental error. And it, I mean, we, like you're talking about Kiana, it's the same thing. Whenever we did that super, super long run and gun a long time ago, we had one guy who made it all the way through, but he didn't have any hits, you know, but he made the part-time <laughs> it's kind of, that's what you're happens. Right. You know, it, it's kind of, if you, if you lose, lose your focus just a little bit, 
you know, things will, things won't turn out the way you want. I mean, you may, you may make it, but you're not going to gather up the score like you want. Well, even the last guardian I shot every stage I, and I would only time out one plate, but any stage I timed out was my better stages. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just because I'm getting, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, we're not moving like we used to. I'm hurting my neck, my shoulders and things like that. But if I slow down and just go through and get my hit, get my hit, get my hit, and maybe I time out on the last one, I'll have almost a clean stage. Yeah. But if I go and race, 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 I'll only do like a three out of five. You know right. what I mean? I'm always yeah. picking up a miss. Yep. Because I'm trying to go a little where if I just go, just hit the plate and go to the next one. Yeah. Then it's like, well, wait a minute. There was eight plates. I hit seven. And the last one I timed out on. Okay, I'll take it. Well, it's it's, it's that weirdness. Oh, but, you know, you're exactly right on that. You know, in the PR one and two course, you know, we always we always do one block of instruction just on competitions. You know what I mean? And and it's not so much that somebody wants Mm -hmm. to go out and compete, but it's basically just gear management, thinking through a problem with your shooting and everything else. And I always tell them, I say, you know, if you come to a match here at Rifles Only, read the matchbook. There's some events that I want you to finish, and there's some events you can't finish. I mean, you can't finish unless you just, you know, threw rounds down. And so what I'm telling you right there is if you have a 10-round stage, get eight rounds with seven hits rather than 10 rounds and three hits because you're only getting points for the hits. So that's that's right. exactly what you just said. I mean, it's exactly the same. Well, we just, one of the cameos we did, it was the last one, the, like the later year one with Chris that we did their hunter, like cameo has a hunter course mm-hmm. and it's meant for, um, you only can bring a rifle sling and pack Okay. and, um, no tripods, no bags, no nothing, just rifle sling pack. And it's meant as a hunting thing where there's a target within 200 yards, a target within 400 yards and a target within 600 yards. They're all roughly the same size, and then it's a time in to hit. You mm-hmm. got to hit to move on, and it's time. Well, we went up to the first one, and we're looking at it, and we start to realize, well, this is a hunter match. If you put a two hundred yard zero on the gun, it changes the dynamic. So that was one element of it. But then we had this one stage where the first target was like dead at nine o'clock. Then the second and third target were like at twelve in two. Mm-hmm. So you had a nine o'clock and then you had a turn to 12 and two. Well, everybody goes up and does it and they were shooting the nine, which was the close target and then rebuilding a position and doing everything new for the 12 and two. Mm-hmm. Well, I looked at it. I'm like, well, that outcropping everybody's on is really good. Mm-hmm. But then when they turn to 12 o'clock, everybody's getting off of it. And I'm like, okay, why is everybody getting off of it? And, and, Anyway, Chris is like, okay, you show him, Frank. What would you do? And I go, I got up. I shot the nine. And then I transitioned to my left side for the 12. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was perfect. I didn't have to move. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> well, this left-hand shot is money. And it was it was like straight on. And yep. I was like, holy cow, this is great. Yep. And um, so, yeah. So it, it was really good and, and all that. But it's again, it's, it's, it's that mindset It's looking at things, it's gear management, it's efficiency, but 
all these little things come into play. Yeah, for and sure. again, it's that mental aspect of it. Yeah, but you, Frank, also so, you had um, that you had that tool in your toolbox shooting left handed, and a lot of people don't, man. Yes, a lot of people yes. don't. They'll they'll avoid it like the plague. And it's just like I always say. You know, down here in South Texas, we drive around and shoot shit. And if I'm in the passenger side, I better need, I need to know how to shoot off my left shoulder. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a pretzel trying to shoot something at four o'clock from the truck. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, yeah. and that's the thing is that rifles only always stress putting these tools in your toolbox. You're, yeah. you're always going to shoot, shoot support side. Yeah. You're never not going to go down to your place and not shoot from your support side. Yeah. And, and so that's why that tool's in your toolbox where if you go to these other places and even I don't do support side that much, I'll put it in with some of the other stuff, but I'm not even putting it in as much because I'm a basic class and I'm a lot less days than you. If I had one yeah. more day, yeah, I'd put it in a lot more, but because I'm a two and three day guy and not a four and five day, I don't, but it should be there. Yeah. And, but the thing is, is that's the tool. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, cool deal, man. Listen, I can't, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. I really like doing this, this double podcast. Did I tell you about my new toy? No, what'd you get? 22 Gatlin gun. Oh, it's badass. Nice. Is yeah. it like a, a full blown, like civil war crank it? It's a, it's a crank. It's civil. a 22. It's by Titman. And I called, I called Randy. I said, Hey Randy, I look at this link and I sent him a, a link to a YouTube video and it was a guy shooting a 22 Gatlin gun. And I said, do you, can you find one of these? And he called me back. He goes, you're damn right I can. And so I called him back. I said, order it up. So it came in. I ordered. Do you, do you, have, do you have to class three it? Or do nope, you, nope, you nope. Just... Because it's not, if I, if I put a, a Makita drill on the side of it rather than a crank, well, yeah, then it's class three. But this is just, it's like a semi-automatic. You know, it, it's called, it even comes with a letter from the ATF where they inspected this gun and say that it is not covered under NFA. So it's just, perfect. you have to, you have to crank the handle to make it go, but we, I got in, I, it comes with a 50 round belt. I ordered in four more 50 round belts. And then at the last, at the last club match, what I did is I took it over to the carbine pit. And so it was a uh, 20 bucks, a side match, you know, which I pay back 50%. And then a two inch shoot and see mm -hmm. about, I don't know, 15, 20 feet away. And so you, whoever knocked out the most of the shoot and see with, you know, one belt of 50 rounds, it, it was, it was fucking fun, dude. It was a blast. We're going to do it again in February. So I've only ever cranked one gun like that, mm -hmm. but n like in hindsight and in like with that, I almost feel a crank is a lot of control. It you feel can you be. can get a ton of control. Like you can almost dance a crank, right? Can't you almost kind of work a crank to, mm. it feels like I, I could do something fancy with a crank. Well, come on down. <laughs> I'm going to try it. I'll, I'll be down February, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to, um, oh yeah. I want to, I think I have, I don't remember, but I have a feeling like if my feeling is correct in my arm that I can actually feel that drop and control and you can almost control a couple things using the crank. Well, I tell you what, man, I'll give you a brick of ammo and put you over in the carving pit and you can, <laughs> we'll you can, you can figure it out, we'll man, for find. sure. Yeah, and the thing about it was we, yep, yep. that was a that was the match here regional match, and Redbeard donated like uh, a bunch of three three bricks of of twenty two ammo to go through it. Man, you go through that shit quick with a crank. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's yeah cool. I'm digging it. Yeah, you'll get a chance to see it. <laughs> All righty. But listen, uh, we intrude on your music. Let's outro on mine and hang on, and we'll we'll visit whenever we can cuss. <laughs>
You got it. You got it. Have a good one. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening. Get on the website, Sniper's Hide, as well as Rifles Only. Sign up for the brawl. Great players table getting ready to happen. 